Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. This episode is definitely different than anything. (laughs) (laughs) Point proven. Okay. As you can probably already tell, the audio of this episode is questionable. And that is because me and my sister are on the roof of my uncle's condo in Quebec City. Because we're on vacation, we're at my uncle's condo, and he has this pretty sick rooftop garden sit-down area, and we thought, what better way to utilize this than to record an episode up here? So that is what we're doing. Yeah, he owns a, a like a room in a four-story building, and we are at the very top. Yes, and it is windy. There may or may not be sirens in the background. Um, you can already probably hear the wind in the background right now. Whatever. We're going to record anyway. So, Lucy, why not? Why don't you talk about what we're going to be doing today? So, today we're going to be doing a Q&A of just random questions. Yes. Some of them we have on a spinner. So, I went on my computer and I looked up, like, a spinner that I can put questions on. So we have some on there that we're going to be spinning at random. And whatever ones come up, we have to answer. And then we might also ask each other other questions that just come up during the episode. Let's get into it. Lucy, why don't you spin it first? Okay. What's a quality you dislike most in a person and why? Okay. Who's going first? You go first. because I, I, I just asked it. You have to go first. No, I, okay. A quality I dislike most probably would be when people start to think that they're better than everyone else. But I mean when people express it blatantly and they act as if the rules don't apply to them and they just see themselves as better. And that always kind of was never attractive to me in any person. Because it just is annoying, I feel. I definitely agree. What do you think? Um, I feel like a quality I really dislike in some people is the attention seekers. That's <laughs> what I call them. They just don't stop talking. And they don't, you know, they don't follow the rules. They kind of act like it doesn't apply, just like you said. And it's just, it kind of gets on my nerves sometimes. I get that. Attention seeking. I sometimes feel like attention seekers, I feel like, I don't know. I sometimes feel like people who are seeking attention might be struggling with something like in the background of like, like in in their past or in, in the middle of their life. And maybe they don't have I feel like I don't know. It could go it could go a lot of different ways cuz everyone has a different past. But some people I see who are like seeking attention, especially like people that I've known in school and like people you see in school, you kind of know a little bit about where they come from and like their family and stuff. And I'll I'll kind of connect the dots and see that they kind of don't get a lot of ten- a lot of attention at home, and so I kind of see why they behave in a certain way. But then there's other people who are just blatantly trying to get attention from everyone and I just don't understand. Have you ever been an attention seeker? Um, I'm not sure. 
<laughs> do people do attention seekers know they're attention seekers? Sometimes they don't. Like sometimes I feel like I've been an attention seeker, but I don't well, what did you do? Well, okay, this is the thing. What happens with me, okay? Because I agree, attention seekers are annoying. But I have found myself in the position of being one before. So, <laughs> you know how we used to go to, like, family barbecues and stuff? Yeah. Um, I always... I'm a, I'm a teeny-weeny bit introverted sometimes. Um, but... When I'm in situations where it's, like, a family gathering, but they're, like, family friends. Family friends. I guess there weren't... We didn't have family. There was, like, family friends, people we knew from school. And when I go there, I'm... I just have this alternative, like, personality where I jump into being super, like, giggly and bubbly and run around with everyone. And... This doesn't happen a lot, but sometimes it happens, and it's, like, really weird. And, like, I want people to talk to me, and I want to talk to everyone else, and I want people to include me. And I think that's, like, attention-seeking in some level. But it's not like I – but I think it comes across that way. Like, I think I come across seeking attention sometimes. But really, it's just, like, I want to fit in because I – I sometimes feel like I don't fit in and so in some situations I'll really try to fit in and then I probably seem like I'm seeking attention um I know what you mean I feel like I sometimes do that but like in a different way um so me and my one friend would hang out sometimes and I'm not saying this is like a bad thing or anything but she would always want to do these like these things that I wasn't allowed to do what like (laughs) what things we went to the farmer's market this one time and so we weren't allowed like we were only allowed to get certain things but she wanted to get lemonade oh okay I thought this was gonna be bad I thought this was gonna be like so we got lemonade and then I got in trouble later and then it was snowing out and she said she did this thing at her house and she has like a big yard and she lives out in the country, so it makes sense that she would do this. But, like, so you'd get, like, paint, and you'd, like, put it in the snow, and then you'd, like, put the paper on it in the snow, and it'd make this, like, cool thing. But we did it on our playhouse, our wooden playhouse. And after that, my mom got mad at me. Who was this? I, I can't think of this friend. I mean, I just don't say it on here, but I don't... Who is this friend? I don't even know who you're talking about. But wait, how is this attention-seeking, though? This just looks like kids being... I felt like I knew it was wrong, but I didn't say no because I feel like then I wouldn't fit in. Oh, okay. So kind of like a peer pressure, but not yeah. peer pressure, I guess. Because you didn't say anything. So it's not like you said anything and then your friend was like, no, 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 we're going to do it anyway. You just didn't say anything at all. She also did gymnastics with another friend. I mean, like, we were all friends, but they did gymnastics together and I kind of felt like I would just be, like, excluded. So I guess that's not really attention-seeking, but that's definitely feeling left out. And so you're just doing what everyone else does. I would also kind of follow her around. (laughs) <laughs> I've been there. And kind of, like, do whatever she did. hmm I guess it's only... I feel like 
they're the ones who are attention. They'd be the ones who are seeking attention. But at this, but I feel like you guys are just, you guys are young. Like you're just being kids. I don't think anyone was trying to like seek attention, but if anything, I was thinking like if you guys were out hanging out and then the one was like, yo, let's go to the farmer's market and like dump lemonade everywhere. That would be, well, like kind of mischievous, but also kind of attention seeking if you're trying to make a big scene. So it's not like you initiated it. You kind of just went along and went with the flow. And didn't put your foot, and didn't, like, say no, even though you knew you weren't supposed to do it. Yeah, but it happened, like, repeatedly. Repetitively. Repetitively. (laughs) (laughs) So it happened a lot. So, okay, how can we move on from here? How do we want to, because I've been there before, too, with, like, being in a social situation, seeing other kids doing something, and then also feeling like I should, I should just go with the flow and not say anything. For example in school you know kids will be just talking some s-h-i-t and you know i'll kind like in my mind i'll be thinking like oh my gosh these people need to be set straight but you don't say anything because it's just not your place and i think that's a situation where it's kind of like you can just not say anything but then there's other situations where it's like you should put your foot down whether or not people are going to think anything of you. Like, whether or not they're going to be upset or whatever. But I'm sure if your friends were true friends, they wouldn't care if you said that you shouldn't do something. Yeah, I think you're right. Like, if I'm... I don't know. I'm trying to find think of an example. I just had an example, and then it, like, flew away. Like, okay, this is difficult. When are you supposed to put your foot down, and when do you not put your foot down? Hold on a moment. I'm thinking, I'm thinking. She's thinking. Have you ever been in one of those situations where someone is doing something they're not supposed to and they go, don't tell anyone. Don't tell anyone I'm doing this. And you don't know if you should tell, if you should tell on them or not. Yes. It's. Because you don't want to be a snitch. You don't want them to come back and label you as a snitch. Like, oh, she snitched on me. Yeah. I think with your friends, if you're with your friends and one of them, I guess kind of in your situation, is doing something that you know you shouldn't do, I think that's a situation where you can put your foot down. And it's also such a small thing. Like, getting lemonade at a farmer's market is super small. You can just be like, Hey, like, our parents said not to do that. Let's not do that because I'm going to get in trouble. That's, like, a super low-level thing. But there could be another big example where it's, like, something super severe and serious and, like, really bad. And it's, like, you should probably... It, I guess it just depends on the situation. How do you... I don't even know how you navigate that. But I think in, like, day-to-day life, if someone is going to do something or a group of people you're with is going to do something that you're uncomfortable with, you should definitely put your foot down if it's in a day-to-day thing. If it's some one of those, like, mundane hangouts and someone's going to do something that you don't feel comfortable with, I think you have every right to, like, put your foot down. Because I don't think a lot of us are going to be in those crazy, super high situations. But if we are, I think you kind of have to navigate it on your own and think, how's this going to affect me house is going to affect the people around me Mm -hmm. because I guess if you're in a situation where 
something really bad's going to happen and you don't know if you should say anything or not. But like if you're worried about what people are going to think of you if you say something. I think in that case, if it's just your reputation that's on the line, you should put your foot down. Because if the if you're going to I don't know, this is like super vague, but let's say you're in a situation where something is going to happen or could happen and it's something that you know is wrong you don't stand for but you're worried that if you put your foot down people are going to judge you if people judging you is the only thing on the line you should definitely put your foot down because that's something that doesn't matter I think that if you're so worried that your friends are going to judge you maybe they're not good friends true because I've okay haven't we all seen those like TV shows or like you know read those books and it's like their friends are treating them really badly but mm-hmm. then they're not going to have any friends and their friends are like taking advantage of them like if you're in that situation you don't need them yeah if they're making you feel uncomfortable you don't need them and if if you think they don't know they're doing it then you can tell them quality over quantity like honestly when it comes to finding friends I think waiting for the right one is better than just having as many as you can I'd rather have one friend that's like really good than a ton of surface level friends that don't necessarily connect with me perfectly that may or may not be you know not the best people I'd rather wait it out and go without having a friend for a longer period of time like I have a really close friend and when I met her I didn't even think about us being super close, but then it just happened that we became super close. It wasn't something that was forced. So I think if you have relationships with people that aren't forced and you set your standards, scope things out, and then you find someone who actually connects with you and is a good person, you probably won't have to deal with these situations where you have to handle putting your foot down or not putting your foot down or being in situations where people aren't doing things that are ethical or good or you're in a you probably will be able to avoid a lot of situations that could make you uncomfortable because right off the bat you're finding people that you connect with and that you trust and that are a good friend for you yeah I think that we should do a little part on each of these questions that's coping with stress in these situations and I think if you don't have anyone to talk to and you don't know what to do, you don't know if you should put your foot down or not. Honestly, I would just read a book. I love reading. It's definitely a way I calm down. Just like you can also write in a journal. Write down how you feel. Sometimes it helps like you know, calm you down. There's definitely things you can do. So <laughs> I'm just imagining, okay, this is just my imagination. I'm imagining that I'm in the middle of, like, a frat house, and there's, like, drugs happening all around me, and I don't know what to do. (laughs) And I just whip out a book, and I'm just reading. And I'm just like, that just hit me. No, but she has a good point. I mean, like, if you're alone, read a book. (laughs) If you have a friend who, for example, if you have a friend who keeps inviting you to go out to places that aren't safe, or something and you don't know whether or not you can put your foot down and say I really don't want to go you can you know go home that night and maybe journal your thoughts or read a book to calm you down and then you can figure it out so Lucy has a really great point 
what should people do if they're in a situation where they are getting stressed out they're in a they're with people that they don't feel comfortable with they're with people that they're just in a setting or an environment where they just don't feel that comfortable with what's happening and what's a way to handle that and I guess this is super vague but what's like steps you can take that could pretty much apply to any situation that could just help someone become level-headed and do their best to fit their needs um well my mom um sometimes asks me to do like a body check which is like you just like scan yourself and ask yourself how you feel and I think if you do that and you say to yourself I do not want to do this I don't feel good then you shouldn't push yourself to the limit because the reason your body tells you no stop you don't feel good that's the limit like you can't push that or else you'll feel even worse yeah that's awesome doing a body check so if you're in a situation you feel uncomfortable you you are just overwhelmed whatever the situation may be it can apply to anything whether it's something super big and bad and traumatic or something kind of day-to-day doing a body check either going in like the bathroom and like breathing and listening to your body fully and I think a lot of the times too my brain kind of overpowers my body let me explain that if I'm in a situation I might kind of talk myself out of feeling upset or feeling like something isn't right Like, I'll be in a situation and I'll feel like, you know what, this just isn't sitting right with me. And then I'll kind of try to talk myself out of that to avoid conflict. And I think that it's actually better to sit with your gut feeling and, like, trust your gut. And if your body and your gut is telling you that something isn't right or that something doesn't sit well with you and you feel it's not okay, you should stick to that. Don't let other people talk you out of your feelings. Don't talk yourself out of your feelings. I think we should go to the next one. Okay, let's move on. So now I'm going to ask Lucy a question. Lucy, what is one of your biggest fears? Okay, so I'm kind of scared, like, no matter where we are, that, like, something is going to happen and someone's going to, like, break into our house and shoot all of my family. Oh, my gosh. But they won't, like see me and I'll be the only one still alive and I'll have to deal with all that stress and anxiety because I don't have a family anymore oh oh my gosh Lucy yeah that's really really okay mine was gonna be being afraid of the ocean and yours is way bigger so that feeling of being all alone with no one to go to yeah did you has this always been a fear for you or like where do you think this comes from? Um I think it's kind of always been there. I also like when I was 3 I had a dream that a dinosaur ate our family. <laughs> so <laughs> a dinosaur? <laughs> so this so at first it was dinosaurs eating your family, now it's people shooting your family. But at least like when the dinosaur ate us, it was all of us. But we didn't like die, it just pooped us out and we were we poop. <laughs> The dreams you have when you're a child. What? 
why? I'm innocent. So you're scared, basically. I mean, gun violence is something we've really been, that's been in the news and the media and we've been talked about in school all the time. So I'm not surprised that it happened in your dream. Because, I mean, in school, we practice our drills just in case someone, like a gunman, breaks in. Or, you know, gun violence is something that's really been just bigger in our lives. So I'm I'm not not surprised that that was in your dream but I feel like you being left all alone with no family is what's like it's just like a very extreme situation where you would have no one to go to Mm-hmm. yeah and also like sometimes when I have those sad thoughts I just like I'm just kind of sad then mm-hmm. and then I'm just like kind of ruins the whole day Yeah, once you have that mental image in your mind. Because dreams evoke, like, moods and feelings because you see the picture. And so it's hard to, like, get out of that. Like, sometimes I'll have dreams, and I don't even remember what they are, but I'll be, like, wake up, and I'll just be kind of sad. Or I'll be, like, super happy because I had a good dream. So I guess that's really difficult. Yeah. But really, you don't have to worry about that, though. Seriously, we are all going to be here. Thank you. (laughs) That's like a pretty scary one. That's pretty scary. Yeah. My biggest fear is basically drowning. Drowning in the ocean would be just terrifying. Basically, I... My siblings were in the water. You guys went out too far, got caught by the riptide. I tried to go save them, and we almost drowned. Like, we legitimately all almost drowned and then this lady came out and saved us and I remember there were these two guys that I was like screaming help like I was screaming like help me please and they like couldn't help us they were I thought I think they were the ones who went up and got help do you think so yeah oh I don't remember that I just remember that Sam was pushing me down you were scratching me like you guys were pushing me down so you could get up so Sam was kind of pulling us both down, and then I was trying to get up, but I think that just made me push you down more. Yeah. Well, Sam Sam didn't even know how to swim. Like, he... I didn't know how to swim. That's the thing. Yeah, it was bad. Like, we all didn't know how to swim. So, just, I feel like if you're scared that you're going to drown, and you're going to get stuck in the middle of the ocean, in the middle of the, that you're going to get stuck in the middle of the ocean, like, learn to swim. Like, <laughs> just, I just think if I'm ever stuck out in the middle of the ocean I'm gonna float on my back because that's the easiest way to float because you're just laying there and you're just taking deep breaths I'm scared of the waves because in Maryland when we almost drowned I didn't go on the beach I didn't even step foot on the sand for like the rest of the summer the wind's really bad right now um my apologies but Ever since then, I've just been terrified of drowning. And I watched Jaws, and surprisingly, Jaws didn't really scare me at all. I'm not really scared of sharks, but being out far in the ocean with waves, having there be a shark, it's not even being eaten by one. It's just having one there that freaks me out. I don't ever want to go on a charter boat. I don't ever want to go on a boat in the middle of the ocean. I'm good on land. Yeah, I really, I just really, really like water. (laughs) <laughs> That's the thing. I like swimming. I love it when we go to our friend's house and we have a pool. I'm just in the pool the whole time. But I definitely have, like, a fear of the ocean. It's just, like, 
just a natural thing. Like, I think everyone is scared of the ocean at one point. Mm-hmm. I also, like, just read um, a survival story about the Titanic. So I was really thinking about that in the past 24 hours. Yeah, I mean, I used to want to go surfing ever since I was a little kid. I was like, oh my gosh, I want to go surfing so bad. And then I was like, you know what? I don't want to go surfing because I don't like the fact that you can't breathe if you get trapped underwater. It's not my jam. Yeah. Let's move on. Okay, this is a good one. Advice for younger siblings and advice for older siblings. So I'm going to give advice for older siblings and she's going to give advice for younger siblings. Okay, and I'm going first? Yes. Okay, advice for younger siblings. So I went through a period in middle school, as everyone does, where your hormones are flying, you're going crazy, you don't know what's going on, you are kind of in a mood all the time. And younger siblings, I feel like, don't really understand that yet because they're still younger. And even if you're a freshman in high school or a sophomore in high school, or I think for any younger sibling, if you have an older sibling who is in middle school or your older sibling is in high school, they're, if they're going through something and they're in a time where you don't really understand why they're acting the way they are, and it kind of just happened randomly or, or something, they're going through the moody phase, I think try to under, try to, I guess, I mean, you might not understand it, but cut them some slack sometimes. Don't have a tone with them when you're talking to them. Try to be as civil as possible. Don't try to pick a fight with them if you can tell that they're struggling with something or in the middle of going through something. Because I know you picked a lot of fights with me when I was being obnoxious. I mean, the older sibling, they're probably being obnoxious. They're probably in the wrong. But it's also like just try to lay off a little in some in some instances I also feel like sometimes the younger sibling doesn't know that your hormones are changing and that you're you know just overall changing and they sometimes just think that you're just being mean for no apparent reason and you just don't them anymore and I know I sometimes felt like that sometimes about me yeah you kind (laughs) of never wanted to hang out with me (laughs) Yeah. It was like at one point you were really like hanging out with me and we'd always play. And then that one mm-hmm. summer came and the girl next door, you were just always at her house. It was always fun, fun, fun. But then the incident with the berry bush happened. Oh my gosh, the berry bush. <laughs> Stop. Okay. <laughs> Should we talk about the berry bush? We're going to talk about the berry okay, bush. Okay, so... The, 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 bush, berry the berry bush story. Okay. So I'll just start and then Lucy can add in the little details, I guess. Okay, go ahead. So there was this blackberry bush that grew right on our property line. And so half the bush was in our yard and half the bush was in another yard. And I was friends with the girl who had the other yard. So both of us had half a blackberry bush. And the day came where we were both out there. And what happened, Lucy? So, you both were kind of, like, you're eating your berry bush half, and I'm eating my berry bush half. And so, 
this one day, they were just standing there, they eating mouthfuls, handfuls at a time of berries. And Lee picked picked a berry that was on the other side of the bush. Of course, we didn't have like a fence or anything that exacted the property line. So it was just kind of like however you saw it. Yeah, so I was, we were both sitting there talking, having a blast and eating blackberries. Like what could be better? And then all of a sudden she comes at me saying that I ate a berry on her side of the bush. Yeah. And I was like, I mean, maybe I did. It's it's a bush on the property line. Like half the bush is on your side, half's on my side. I just was eating a berry. And then we got in this whole fight over the fact that I ate a berry on her side of the bush. I feel like in that situation, sometimes like you can like... Honestly, if I said you ate a berry on my side of the bush and you were like, yeah, it's just a bush, I might think I might think that it's like you're trying to eat more berries or something. You know, <laughs> she might have thought that. We don't know. It's a berry eating contest. Obviously, I'm winning. It was so, <laughs> it was so crazy. How old were, How old was I? Like fifth grade? I thought you were like 11 or 12 or like, you know, 10 through 12. Okay, because I was 10 in sixth grade. So I would have had to, it would have had to have been the summer before sixth grade. You were 10 in sixth grade? Yep. In the beginning of sixth grade, I was 10. I'm 11 and I'm not, I'm not even sixth grade yet. I well, remember being 10. Okay, so you were 10. Yeah. You were 10. But then I turned 11 because my birthday's in October. So it, the school year starts in September. So I was 10 and then I turned 11 right in October. Yeah. Okay, but anyway, the Barry Bush story, um, we're not friends anymore she moved away we were both little though we were both young like we were both probably being annoying um it was like one of those things where it's like we're never gonna talk ever again and you just kind of assume that it's not true and you guys are just gonna you know be friends again tomorrow but you guys actually never talked again nope we did we actually never talk again after that yeah yeah so what an awful thing to fight about right a berry literally over a berry we food are our friendship ended over a berry on a bush. Isn't that just I like it's I it's unfathomable. I can't even it's just like so bizarre and random. Like what? Just thinking even, about it. I'm not going to be friends with you cuz you ate a berry on my side of the bush. <laughs> Crazy. That was my berry. Why are we talking about this again? Because um I don't remember. Oh, yeah. Oh, advice for younger siblings and advice for older siblings. So, my advice for the younger sibling is to try and just cut your older siblings some slack if they're going through a period in their life where their hormones are changing or they're acting different than normal. Everyone goes through it. You're going to go through it at some point. And to just try to not pick a fight with them. In those little situations where you can either be quiet or pick a little fight, Please don't pick a little fight. It'll help the relationship. And what is your advice for older siblings? Um, I would just say if the younger sibling does pick a fight with you, they just don't understand what you're going through. They they just don't they're younger than you. They don't understand as much as you. You know, cut them some slack. Yeah. 
the end. <laughs> That's pretty good advice. Because I also just thought you guys were annoying little kids that just pissed me off. But really, you guys just didn't understand what was going. I bet if I'd said something like, I'm really struggling, guys, please cut me some slack. I bet you guys would have at least tried. But I never even did that. Yeah. I guess have some good communication with your sibling. Try to just tell them something's up. Because they can't always read your mind. Let's go to the next one. So what's some advice for, I guess, for anyone out there? Who's struggling with socializing in school slash, you know, feeling like they don't fit in, being on their phone. They feel like something's off. They feel off a little bit in whatever aspect it may be. What's some advice for getting rid of some stress and feeling more confident and feeling more happy and ready to go to school again? Because school is coming up in September. So what's some back to school advice for people who might be stressing a little or struggling with feeling the fear of missing out or whatever it may be back to school advice um back to school advice i think you need some back to school advice too because you keep stressing about it oh yeah (laughs) there's a reason i homeschooled she was homeschooled but she's not homeschooling anymore Sadly, I have to go back to school. Yeah, maybe this is some advice I should give you because Lucy does walk around stressing about school a lot. I think you should. I think you should um, do a little dump on everything worrying you. Would that make you feel better? Right now. Yes. Get ready for this to be a five-hour episode. <laughs> Condense it into about a minute or two of what's stressing you, and I'll try my best to offer some advice as someone who's been through middle school before. Okay, so basically the people I don't like. They just blah, 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 blah. (laughs) Like I said, I don't like the attention seekers. And I feel like since COVID, they don't really get to be with people. So they're definitely seeking more attention. Never really thought about that before, but I am now. Um, I would get headaches because... They would make me mad, and my blood pressure would be, like, really high, and I, like, it'd give me a headache. Because I got so angry, it gave me a headache, and then I'd be super stressed out because I had a headache, and I just wouldn't feel good in general. So I'm just scared that that's going to happen again, and there's not going to be... I also wasn't really being challenged. Like, I'm, like, one of the, the kids in the accelerated math program or whatever... Um, and I really, I held out well in fourth grade and third grade and second grade and stuff like that because we had ACE program, which was basically a really nice teacher would take some of the kids who like, you know, were a bit above the grade level and she would give us like these challenging math problems and it was really fun and she... (laughs) At one point, she took us at a certain time, but it wasn't based on what we were doing then, but it just so happened that it was during our math that she took us out and did the better math, um, which was really cool. And it was just good then, but they didn't have that in fifth grade, and I couldn't go somewhere to, like, de-stress and do challenging math stuff. Weren't, like, those smaller classes with 
just a few kids also was it easier because there weren't as many kids in the class it was smaller and you could talk to like a smaller more selected group of kids did that make it easier to not be in such a big group yeah and also we were all at the same level so it was easier to talk about that and be like oh my gosh that math problem earlier Mm. you know like we could all talk about stuff like that but we just didn't really have that so what I'm getting is that you would get stressed out get you would get headaches I remember you coming home with headaches a lot and you also didn't have any classes that were challenging challenging you as much as you wanted them to yeah Ooh, okay I have some advice for you okay let's get into it bring it on okay first off in terms of people making you mad and that triggering the headache I think that the one thing about school is that you can't control everyone around you, but you can control yourself and how you respond and how you react in certain situations. And so I think it's about having that resilience and that strength to kind of block everyone else out in some cases. Because you can't make everyone shut up, unfortunately. You can't make the kid that's annoying you go away forever because you're going to be with them for the rest of the school year you're going to be with these kids for the rest of the school year and so you can either try and figure out a way to I don't even know how to put this you can't just ignore it forever you got to figure out a way to live in this environment and be around these kids because they're going to be there for a long time you have to figure out how to adapt to it so I think having some I guess maybe trying to see where they're coming from and if they're being loud and obnoxious, taking a few breaths, trying to breathe, trying to focus on your own. If you find yourself really freaking out and getting stressed, maybe raise your hand, go to the bathroom, calm down in the bathroom, go back to class. And I guess it's easier said than done, but blocking them out envisioning yourself in this bubble they're outside the bubble not letting them affect you because if they're giving you headaches you don't want them to be affecting you and triggering you to get a headache and so I think it's about figuring out a way that you can calm yourself down and not get angry at them because I mean again in COVID you were at home you were around your family the people you knew you were you know quote-unquote comfortable at your home and now you have to go into school with all these kids that are loud and sometimes crazy and it can be stressful and overwhelming and I think you have to learn how to not let them affect you and I think that's different for everybody. Maybe I do get affected by them more because of COVID because I was never in a room with them. And also because my mom homeschooled us during COVID because doing virtual learning was way too much. Um, so maybe that's why they're affecting me so much because I'm not used to it. That might be it. Because I bet if I had grown up going to school like you had, just normally, it, maybe it would have been different, I don't know. Or maybe it would have been worse. Maybe I'd be around them too much. Maybe growing up with them, if you had had a chance to, you know, quote unquote, grow up with them in school, maybe you'd have been able to 
maybe make friends with the kids that annoy you now or you would have been able to go through covid with them instead of separated because you would have known their known them their families or or something yeah but i think you can if you're starting to get stressed out in school you can like go to the bathroom take a few deep breaths and also know that I guess mentally say that you're not going to let them affect you if someone's being loud or talking while you're doing your work kind of taking a deep breath and saying you know what this isn't a big deal this is okay it's okay that they're being loud I can ask the teacher to move my seat I can ask them to quiet down I can do this work later I'm not going to let this affect and ruin my entire day it's all going to be okay kind of talking yourself down yeah I'll try it. Give it a try. Okay, well, that looks like it closes off that one. Now I have to go to the next one. <laughs> okay, I think we should end the episode here and do a part two. Yeah, there's probably still like 12 questions left. Well, thank you for listening. Um, this episode was pretty crazy. Hopefully the audio is decent. We'll have to find out. And... Let's go out with a bang. I think we just did. Yeah. Lucy looks kind of stumped like she's actually contemplating over my advice. Yeah. Yes. That's the goal. That's the goal. That's the goal. Offered you a little new perspective there, didn't I? (laughs) She's like going crazy. Now I have to think. Oh, now she has to think. Okay. Well, we're going to do a little part two. That'll come out at some point stay tuned i hope you enjoyed this episode hopefully you got something from it or it just gave you something to listen to if you like the podcast you can follow the podcast instagram at take a step back underscore podcast and you can also follow the show and download this episode if you like this episode you can leave a review and you can also follow my personal instagram at lee underscore dot lefevre don't forget to check out the poll and the q a linked with this episode if you're listening on spotify i would love to know your thoughts let me know what you thought of this episode and we will see you in the next one let's say bye together bye